the background of white women, I see. I'm just beating Hyro to the punch. <laughs> I say an easy angle. Believe me, I have plenty stocked up for Mr. White Woman. <clears throat> Try to get that on the record as many times as I can. Oh, Our co loves, loves white women. Fucking been a little belligerent this evening. Try to <clears throat> pull it together. <clears throat> I have got just about a half of a fifth of fire water in my system since 7 p.m. What do I have? Glass of milk, right here, Jared. <laughs> Glass of milk to go along with. Through. I gotta go up to work for tomorrow. Mm. Sure, that. Ooh, white milky women. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get into this fucking movie. If it's not as I imagined it would be, thinking of it in Boston. Frontier is the only land available to people. Out here, they're beholden to none. As a new land was being carved out of an untamed frontier. Just dropped in to see how you boys is doing. One man, defiantly courageous, stood his ground. I thought all our colonial scouts were in the militia. I ain't your scout. You sure ain't no damn militia. One woman, fiercely independent, followed her spirit. My father warned me about people like you. He said, do not try to understand them. Do not try to make them understand you. Thank you so much. They shared an adventure. It was a war party. That means they're going to be attacking up and down the frontier. That took them from the edge of the wilderness. He saved us. We were alive only because of him. Are those the actions of a criminal? And into each other's hearts. Why didn't you leave when you had the chance? Because what I'm interested in is right here. You've done everything you can do. Stay yourself. Stay alive, no matter what occurs. I will find you. No matter how long it takes, no matter how far. I will find you. Academy Award winner, Daniel Day-Lewis. Madeline Stowe. The Last of the Mohicans. soon so I can uh, quote uh, John Lovitz from A League of Their Own give the wife a little pickle tickle and then uh, get up to work <laughs> best part of that fucking movie I can't remember if Hiro went uh, crazy over uh, is it Lori Petty is the kid sister was he on that episode mm. I can't remember I don't remember yeah. any Hiroisms from that episode Enamored by too many white women at one time. Thank Rosie O'Donnell especially. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just for the show. Same weight class of uh, mm -hmm. Melissa McCarthy. Let's see if I can even find any bullshit notes. Untitled document. Uh, it's funny, when we were doing the Captain Ron recording, I opened up the little Google Docs. I had like two sentences I just want to talk about. 
Uh-huh. Uh, Mary Kay Place and her nipples. Strange place I find myself in as I'm facing 40. Uh, man, that's like <laughs> the kinks you'll get into. I never thought. I was like, Captain Ron was going to be riveting. Pause! Enhance! Because... <laughs> <laughs> never found myself. <laughs> Fucking going CSI. On... <laughs> I mean, surely God, when I was a kid, if I was watching on VHS, I'd been like, what's that? Eh, I don't know. Whatever. But now, uh, I don't know. That just uh, less, me in. God damn it! Less, damn. less intensive. Less intensive as an old man, mm-hmm. or uh, less intensive as a, a teenager than we are as an old man. Entering in. I am here. Great defender of this movie. I'm here. Yeah, this is a triple hitter. Where's your Zoom background that our listeners mm-hmm. get nothing out of? I don't have one for this. It, it, this the, no, this this movie must be honored and respected. Mm-hmm. I just assumed it was going to be my background. Look at those two white ladies. They drive you fucking nuts. <laughs> the chick on the right. My God. Jesus. All right, Hiro. Take well, it away. Is, is this... It. Was this the favorite, like Jared uh, suggested for Captain Ron, coming into 1992, was this the champion that had to be dethroned as we go through our watch list for this year? Uh, the best movie of 92? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, previously, would you have said this is the best thing I'm going to watch? I mean, I don't know if it's been... Oh, this is still clearly the best thing that still. we've watched. Okay. We've talked about in both years. Um, 96 or 92, huh? Oh, yeah. No. And 83. Oh, yeah. Even, even seeing... And 83. Hell. Oh, yeah. This is the best. This movie's amazing. How many balls did you finger to this? <laughs> Actually, I, this is my second stab at the same lady. Uh, <laughs> From Juice? Yeah, the same girl. It was in this no movie. No way. I'll no never way. forget it. Never forget it. Hey, wow. baby, you want to watch Juice? You want to watch Last of the Weekend? She, she had, like, tighter jeans on, so, like, it was, like, a real... Ooh, girl. Like, just... Yeah. Wait a wrist, minute. Wrist-smashing thing. Had you all been dating? Juice was mid-January. This is end of September, 1992. How long are you this... working on this shit? <laughs> yeah, explain. So, uh, in 92, in August of 92, so... I mean, we're kids, so like all, I was probably like fourteen, fifteen. I don't know what I was, but in August of ninety two, I hate her- this. I swear, my editing, Hiro, I'll say I was nine years old. And he's like, "Why do we always say our age? We know, we know <laughs> at this point." And here he gets his story. He's like, "I don't know. It's it's too hard to remember those wistful days, of fingering asses." <laughs> but Hurricane Andrew hit Miami, uh, a Category Five hurricane, God. and d- demolished my house when I was a kid. So it was like a nuclear weapon. Went you off. get no sympathy here. Well, I, so I hadn't seen her in a while. I hadn't I'm seen dying. her in a while. I'm <laughs> so when I saw her again, it was time to like reach in. There was a biblical event, but I didn't forget that puss. <laughs> Try to get after that abalone, man. You know what I'm saying? Open that, open that oyster. So it turned out well. Or so how yeah, was it? Man, a, little, a little stinky. It was all right. It was a good time. But the, the hard part was, was like I was mesmerized about this movie. Like I was in love with the movie, and I'm still. <laughs> you couldn't take your eyes man. off of Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, I just couldn't Fuck. look away. Dude, <laughs> oh god, we we saw a bunch of movies together as teenagers, mm-hmm. and we saw some with you know uh, lovely young ladies. Is there mm-hmm. any movie that we saw in our teenage years that would have been good enough to stop if it was being presented to us? A distraction to stop because I th- I would just tell myself I'll come back and catch this later. 
I would have Slender. shot you out of a fucking cannon if it meant that I had an asshole to <laughs> touch. <laughs> you might want to might want to walk it back just a little bit. Not just any asshole, though, right? I mean, a female asshole, of course. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is why we need to schedule American Me. Dude, God, do you, I, I feel like. Do you have stock in this movie? Like, what? Are... <laughs> So great. You're not listening. Gay prison sex, Jared. <laughs> Doesn't that just sell you? Don't immediately? you have the positive solution? <laughs> William Forsyth fucks a man. <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't like how you said that. I don't think he does. I love that you get technical. Like, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> of There's course lots, not. Lots of good times, but I don't think he's having a good time. So I, on my clock, we're seven minutes in. Hyrule proclaim this the best movie of all time, and then Defend we start talking yourself. about fingering. Butts I'll, give you, I'll give you another nugget. To, maybe you could jump off of this nugget. Uh, so, uh, uh, as a young, as a younger man, <laughs> as a, take my, your verbiage. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> so, Michael, uh, another you know, nugget. Sure. You're a you're a like a you're probably you're a big time movie lover. You're you you hate the term cinephile, but you're a, you're fucking cinephile. Uh, you like you love not movies. you, Jared. You fucking no, not fool. Jared. Jared's just no, here for the no. fucking. I didn't. Just... I didn't own the movie, so I'm uh, declassified. He's from, just here uh, to make. He well, how many podcasts are you on, Jared? You know. Uh, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael's out there. He just has to have like nine podcasts, mm. all of different varying uh, methodology of talking about this. Mm. So, Jared's just what... here for the butt stuff. That's the next yeah. podcast I'm gonna start yes. with. Yes. <laughs> That's the title right there. Jared's just here for the butt stuff. <laughs> That's the title. Let's go with that. No, but, Whether um, or not he's on the episode it's or not, the same it's just fucking... the title of the show. <laughs> it's the same three people doing the same shit. Rename this shit. <laughs> but uh, uh... as a younger man, I so movies define me. Like movies were like how I how mm-hmm. I identified myself, like who I was, how I date, okay. how I work, how I do whatever. So when I would uh, like meet girls, I would and it kind of got a little bit serious. Like you're bringing them, you're going out more than one time. Uh, I would say like, "Hey, man, check." The, I had five movies <laughs> that I would show what them. VHSs do you own? Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, no. Calm down. Uh, I would show. I had sure, five movies that I would show them. It was <laughs> these five movies, and their reaction to it was w- would inform how I would. How I proceed. Like oh, uh, yeah. In my household, this is known as the Black Swan. <laughs> Jesus. I had one movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I get to the point and then Mike's like, oh, okay. I want a threesome. I want you to eat the cream. Have you watched Chloe? <laughs> oh, my bad. I have two movies. <laughs> By the way, we should do Chloe on this podcast. I still think we should do it on this podcast. I'd be too dehydrated. <laughs> I had my wife watch it for the first time when we both uh, were at home. We tested positive for COVID together. COVID in, in separate bedrooms fucking killed me. <laughs> oh, fucking hilarious. What was the result of that? I never heard. The result of, like, uh, her like, watching. Yeah, that viewing. <laughs> This doing anything for you? <laughs> How'd that turn out for you? I don't think she was sold. Um, I'll tell you which is, one. Is the needle moving? <laughs> is this new? 
Jared took the words out of my mouth. I uh, <laughs> she would hate this. She would, but she doesn't listen to the yeah, show man, no, uh, or not. any show. Actually, I take that back. She just downloaded a show Hiro and I did like oh. five years ago. Uh, because we just uh, watched uh, Away We Go for another podcast I do with Dave. And she swore she had never seen this. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I had you watch this movie the last time I recorded on it five years ago with Hiro. And he was very negative about it. She's like, nope, I've never seen this movie. Then she listened to the podcast that Hiro and I did together. And she heard me cite all of the conversations we had five years later. We had them five years prior. And I used the same material again. Because just, I'll just put it on repeat. Mm. Chloe did not work, but uh, a simple favor, Blake Lively, mm. that that moved the needle. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I want to hear this. Blake Lively doesn't. Nothing oh no, for no, no! I mean, if we're talking about that, yes, it moves the needle. But if we're talking about as a movie, as a like a lover of art and cinema, come on, Hiro, that's not what we're down. talking about. Rarely are we ever talking about that on this. On, yeah, this movie as far podcast. as moving the needle, Blake Lively is in that movie is out of control, like Madeline Stowe out of control. Madeline Stowe, I, I feel like this has come up before on Sober Cinema. Madeline Stowe was like the early '90s, like girl who yes. just fell off a cliff, like. 12 Monkeys? Is it, I think, 95? After that, I don't remember mm-hmm. anymore Madeline Stowe. She was um, part of Unlawful Entry with uh, Captain mm-hmm. Ron. Uh, we did an her, episode, I think, pre-Hiro. Uh, Blink? Is that the one where she's blind and a serial killer is, is that after the, or something? She in there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's the blind person. Okay. Yep. Her voice softened as <laughs> she, she made it to colonial America. <laughs> I think she was in, like, We Were Soldiers. Uh, yeah. She was one of the wives, and we were yeah. soldiers. Hmm. She was like the that, main. She was Mel Gibson's wife in that one. After that, it just completely falls off the rails. Like she, she just stopped. So, Maybe she went through puberty. Her voice got too, <laughs> too deep. <laughs> Maybe she. <laughs> Maybe she just fuck it. Like I'm gonna go have kids or do whatever. I don't know. Do something different. She's no Bridget Fonda, no. but you talked about how in your youth there were movies that inspired you. As far as here's how I'm gonna lead my life. Uh, did Madeline Stowe inspire you? Because Daniel Day-Lewis puts it all on the line, basically for her. That becomes his quest object. He doesn't really care about the <laughs> machinations of, you know, who's going to win this war between the, the yeah. French yeah, and the Englishmen. Mike, Mike says, why do you love this movie? <laughs> what no, 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 no. I was okay. saying, would Madeline Stowe cause him to take up the hero's journey that Daniel Day-Lewis Yeah, would you has? sacrifice yeah. yourself for Madeline Stowe? Yeah. In 92 or now? Depends on how much she's gained. Last yeah, week, sort of thing. Yeah, um, I'm not getting into you scrolling IMDb to be shocked that someone has aged. Yeah, in the find last the 60 year old picture years. of Madeline Stowe. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 92. She's got a Madeline cupcake Stowe. in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> as long as that, that fucking icy dark man, it'll fuck you up. Answer um, the question, Hiro. No, I. Uh, I don't know. I like the sass. You know, you. I, I like getting sassed at. So similar to uh, the boss, Madeline Stowe has some bite to it. Confidence, yes. Okay. I like, I like, I like a sense of urgency. I like, you know, agency. I like, I like that in a in a in a partner. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like someone who's just gonna fight back and or you know do their own shit. Like, you know, take care of themselves. I like a partner, not a. I'm not looking for a a baby to carry. So I you're not it. as attracted to her sister, the blonde here, who is... Oh, no, she's, she can get it, too. 
But she is purely a damsel in distress. Like, oh, yeah. I don't even know if she has dialogue other than weeping or, you know, shouting for help. Yeah, I mean, like, there was a, I, I mean, I, I'm very familiar with this movie, so, like, her mom was always on set, like, very hover, taking care of her and all that sort of thing. Um, she was only, like, in one or two things for her whole career, and her mom was, like, very protective of her, so she was very much, like, a, a coddled person. So she's a character, basically, like, yeah, she was a too yeah. far field. Uh, I have to admit, I was curious. I'm like, oh, what else was she in? Because she's, uh... She's a striking young white woman, Jared. I was uh-huh. curious. And Hire was saying that uh, nothing came of this. That's tragic. Worthy of defending amongst <clears throat> waves and waves of Native American attackers. I remember, uh, I guess, kind of insulting you, and I think it was your co-host. I think it was on an episode of True Romance Film Podcast where you all had Barry. me on to do this. And... Um, I don't like to insult Barry too much, um, but I'm pretty sure him and the hire were simpatico. And I accuse this of being <clears throat> a very um, technically well-filmed, well-staged bodice ripper, as if it's like you would have like the uh, the male model on the cover. Because it, even the like the probably most like I guess famous or infamous, depending on any feel of it, line where. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> tells Madeline Stowe as she's about to be taken by her captors that he's got he's to escape for now, but if she you. can just manage to stay alive, I'll find you. And, I, you know, in full-on Daniel Day-Lewis, his stylings where he's, like, shouting it in someone's face on repeat, like he's just yep. emoting to the hilt. And I think you all disagreed with me then, and I can tell you're disagreeing with me now, but I'm wondering, Jared, can you see a cover of this where, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis here is shirtless through a lot of this? Where he's got Madeline Stowe in one arm, and he's got some sort of weapon in his other hand. It seems like an attempt <laughs> to do a masculine version of a bodice-ripping sort of trashy novel, a trashy romance novel. Well, is that not the stance that he's in for the cover of the movie, where he's running after her at any point? He, he's got a knife in one hand and an axe in the other. Is that, so, not, at, is that not at the point where, like, the, um, the, the Huron... Long hair. The long flowing hair. The, the Huron are doing their uh, cross shot attack against the, against the English column. Uh, Playing when, the drums and shit. I would yeah. say, you know, the, the fucking stupid uh, the, the English practice of <laughs> we're, we're going to stand in a fucking single line and shoot at you bullshit. But yeah, I'll tell you, yeah. we're about to on a count of three. All right, we're mm. almost. We're gonna play fire the drums. Here comes the shot. Some <laughs> 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 fucking colonial war. So fucking stupid. White yeah. people, so dumb. Yeah, white people, fucking idiots. Um, yeah. It, it seemed. Um, Jared hated this. I didn't, didn't hate like it. This. I didn't. I didn't hate it. He doesn't want to disappoint Hiro, but he, what he's not saying awesome. is, it's no Captain Ron. Look, it is a lot of save the white women. <laughs> it's, the turtle. it's a lot of save the white women. We are going from point A to point B to point C to save the white women. <laughs> you know, I get it. White women are the greatest. <laughs> yeah, I thought that would resonate. I, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, former French <laughs> white Native American. <laughs> We gotta save them white women. Can you? I mean, seriously, can you tell me one point in that movie where it's not save the white women? <laughs> <laughs> then all points. 
It's a fine movie, but you know. <laughs> Jesus. Hyrule's not even responding to these attacks. I, I mean, because he I, can't, I cannot. He can't there's, there's, there's no argument against that. Like, he's right. He's absolutely right. And the last Mohican is a white man. <laughs> no, it's his so, father. Thus, I love it. You know, thus I, I, this is has shaped Dude. and formed it my was, life. It, so it was titular in the last five minutes. I'm Chinochuk, the last of the Mohicans. <laughs> <laughs> they get that line in there for people that just have to have the the title of the movie spoken at some point during. The I film. hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I'm like the last the drop of... stuff. No, you don't like the titular sh- stuff. No, I I never like it when you say the the title in the in the in the movie. Yeah, it Always hates dialogue. What about death proof? What about something like that, where he just says, "Yeah, this car is death proof." I don't think he like stops and like leers into the camera, but mm, you know the Kurt Russell film. I mean, going to better movies. He's the man. Well, calm. Oh, see, ooh, Captain ooh, Ron. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike's just trying to just trying to egg me. He's stuff. trying to invoke you at this point. Yeah, I know what he's doing, but I won't bite. This is a classic. <laughs> this is an American classic. It's a landmark film. Michael Mann. What I will be, say what, that I'm Mount a Rushmore bit, director. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm a bit surprised that you were that enamored with it. Like, I thought it was a fine movie, but like, <laughs> like I love this movie. I fucking love it to the hilt. <laughs> I mean, this ain't the podcast to talk about, like, the the, the score and the cinematography. Try, and Try dude. That. Oh, Try me. <laughs> I can talk it. <laughs> As he falls out of camera. Our first film is The Last of the Mohicans, and this is a gorgeous film that evokes America's past, recognizes the violence and beauty of the Indian warrior, and is marred only by a conventional movie love story. The film is set in the 1750s in upstate New York as the French and the British employ various Indian tribes in their effort to dominate the American territories. The key players in the love story are Hawkeye, Daniel Day-Lewis, the Oscar winner from My Left Foot, as the English-speaking scout raised by Indians who helps the British and falls in love with Cora, Madeline Stowe, as the daughter of a British officer. On a trail, they're drawn to each other despite their differences, differences that mark the British for Hawkeye as a breed apart. Read apart. We make no sense. You're right, Mr. Poe. We do not understand what is happening here. Much better and truly magnificent is the character of Magua, played by Wes Studi. He's a Huron Indian war captain, and as he leads the British, he plots revenge for the way they have broken their word with the Indians and destroyed them. Back to the corny and the beautiful. In a lovely but overblown scene, Hawkeye takes leave of Korra, vowing as the vengeful Huron Indians approach that he will catch up with Korra sometime, somewhere. Stay alive, no matter what occurs. I will find you. Great spirit and the maker of all life. As the film concludes, we get a single scene that encapsulates the strength and the weakness of this movie. The couple in love stands together with an Indian warrior. He's played by Indian activist Russell Means, and we can't take our eyes off him. Scouts are like coins! He seems real. The lovers seem made up. But he lingers in our mind. I felt great sorrow looking at him, sad that his breed was wiped out. 
He isn't a movie Indian. He seems more real than the cuddly Indians of even a fine film like Dances with the Wolves. He and the warrior Magua are part of our American heritage, and the last of the Mohegans made me feel a real kinship with him, and on that basis, I recommend the film. I liked the movie for some of the same reasons you did, and I disliked it for exactly the same reason, mm -hmm. which is that corny love yeah. story. This movie is based on a 1936 movie, uh, The Last of the Mohicans, right. with Randolph Scott, which was the first movie-going experience the director Michael Mann can remember, and I think that he remembered it all too well, because it's that Saturday matinee feeling that keeps undermining the real qualities of this film. Yeah. And I do not agree with you that the Indians here are particularly more meaningful than the Indians in Dances with Wolves. I also don't feel that the decor and the set decorations and the way that the Indians are shown to live is nearly as authentic as in a movie from last year called Black Robe, yeah. which showed it as much grittier and down-to-earth and not so uh, movie-pretty as this film. Well, I thought that the natural landscape... There's a gorgeous shot of a bridge that opens the film. Yeah. I'm sure you remember that shot. And I thought, boy, this takes me instantly back to that time, mm -hmm. which is not that long ago, really, in terms of world history, yeah. part of our country. And I, and I did feel for, that, for the culture there. I felt that he was at least honest in terms of the violence. Sometimes that's kind of sugar-coated. That's what I meant mm -hmm. by Dances with Wolves. I now, see, uh, this, so this, I, when you talk about the violence here, yeah. you, it's more like conventional movie violence where people jump out of the woods and shoot each other. If you remember Black Row, which was not a movie that I particularly I know, I liked it. I'm surprised. You liked it more than I did. A lot more. Remember, it was like... You know, hard instruments against flesh and bone. It was real violence rather well, than this more colorful. You know, the scalping, Roger, is pretty rough in this picture. Oh, so God. I don't. Th I think that's an example. Well, of Well, in other words, I'm recommending it, but not necessarily at the high level of praise that you're giving it. No. Well, okay. I think actually we're pretty close. Uh, okay. But uh, but uh, we we know the weakness. We know the strength. <laughs> this is not the movie for that. Define uh, define Magua's. Um, uh... <laughs> <laughs> define. Oh. Can't get through the sentence. <laughs> I can't even fucking. He say stops it. when he gets to Magua. <laughs> he starts <Yeah>. laughing. <laughs> Define Magua's motivations. <laughs> Why does Revenge, he hate the right? man so much? <laughs> Revenge, right? He hates gray hair. Yeah, he, he yeah. slaughtered his family. <laughs> what do you think of the villain? How does he feel about the uh, pretty young uh, blonde girl, the younger sister, Alice. at the end? Because mm -hmm. I had kind of forgotten, like. You know, his, uh, he doesn't really care if he takes them, right? Like, he just wants revenge on the father. And he I tells the dad, a, like, hey, I'm going to kill them zero too. for the, I mean, like, yeah. either he impregnates her and becomes, you know, a, a seed of, you know, Native American descent, or she kills herself. Like, he's fine with either one, so. I don't know. You got to be the serious one here. You got to be I, the I, expert. I, yeah, I, I mean. Let's get serious. <laughs> I guess at the ending, does he care if she dies or not? Because he's he has kind of lost his edge a little bit. Like he is he's on a war path. Like he's this unstoppable force. But you uh, see him and then like once flip he, out. Like right, he flips out on the chief. He flips out on everybody. Like, but it's like the does, fight kind of goes out of him a little bit. Like I know it, he has one more fight sequence, but with her, he's like, yeah, if you want to jump or you can take my hand. Like, yeah, it's a I don't know because it was his his plan all along to get rid of all of them, the Monroes, mm -hmm. right? So. He, then he laid eyes on her for real. I was like, well, yeah, like, oh, uh, that white, woman. Be, uh, <laughs> yeah, white woman, <laughs> white woman from town. <laughs> I, I might take a slice. I was like, when Hiro truly loves a movie, it's like he doesn't want to talk at all. He totally clams no. up because yeah, he doesn't I mean, want to just... I, I, like, defend yourself. Man's not listening. He's not listening. I assure you, we can 
we can play with this. Uh, this is uh, it's not Michael Mann's best. Do you think this is his best film? Uh, uh ooh. Yeah, I mean, he's got so many good heat. ones. He's got heat. heat. It's hard to take down. He's got heat. He's got black say, hat. That, that's pretty much the qualifier. Is like, do you think this is better than Heat? <laughs> yes or no? And are you a fucking dumbass? <laughs> are you a fucking <laughs> you <say> idiot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, to me, this is his number one. Oh, no! Uh, <laughs> You're just being controversial for the sake Why? of it. Why did you go there? Why? It's his best movie, man. It's so good. No. Uh, I would go Better heat. than Heat. Heat? No, I'd go Heat, number two. Miami Vice, number three. Oh, God. Collateral, number four. I said, cut the, cut the podcast. <laughs> cut the line. <laughs> Collateral, number four. It's In funny. I do insider. think that Hiro would have been right, even after Heat's release. But I don't know if it was like ten years in Heat. I think just grew in estimation as like an all timer. Mm. Um, but I think at the time of release, this was like, oh, this is man's best. This is what his career's been building yeah, up to. Yeah, it was. A uh, hit. I'm not saying this is aged poorly. It's just especially in like you know Hiro's our side sort of cinephile circles. I think Heat has just. I don't know. I don't know if you can anything's going to climb that particular mountaintop. He went like a streak though. Like he went like a hot streak where he went Mohicans, Heat, Insider, Ali, Collateral, Miami Vice, Public Enemies. Public Enemies is kind of where it stops. Well, it was super ambitious, super cool. Um, it just didn't quite land. And then he goes Black Hat, and that's it. I actually like Black Hat. I like it too. We we okay. So we talk about old podcasts. We podcast. You were a guest on Trooper Man for Black Hat. Black Hat was hated. That was hated uh, upon release. But yeah, I like Black Hat. Because Thor as a hacker. Okay. Good talk. Maybe this is uh, just revealing that Hyro is more of a romantic than Jared or myself. Because Last Mohicans, our main character, says, I will stop at nothing to find you. And Heat is all about, uh, when push comes to shove, I have to abandon you. Mm. I'm leaving you on the curb. That's both of you. That that was my feeling for both of you between singles and last of the Mohicans. It's like I'm dealing with a couple of fucking romantic boys, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and here a we are, of, a couple of lovers. <laughs> so if only Jared, we could like bestow something, like give Jared some advice and hey, get man. him to the hot dog lady, right? Man. Like this, if, if hot dog lady was a fucking mermaid that wanted uh, the manhood like that girl did, sure. What if hot dog lady was Madeline Stowe? Mm. Sure, she she can have a deeper voice than me. I don't give a shit as long as she looks like Madeline Stowe. <laughs> How Would many you women go far and wide to find her? Mm. Oh, bald man! <laughs> give it to me, bald man. <laughs> that was Jared's Madeline Stowe impression. <laughs> Admittedly, I... you kind of threw me at first. I was like, "Is this a quote from uh, American Me? Is this the sequence that <laughs> <laughs> I been clamoring for yes 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 to both i was about to say has there ever been a woman featured on this podcast where no matter how successful we have she is <laughs> yes there's not been like something like pyro like her fingers we, as they were the mean girls the ears, table. something <laughs> yeah if nothing else Hyro comments on how dirty her feet are <laughs> i swear to god <laughs> I was, I was I was about to quote Anne Hathaway's feet when you were going Jesus on about. Uh, I think Anne Hathaway's feet. 
You said that. You said she had dirty feet, and that's why you wouldn't have sex with her. Is that the uh, one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That was Was it Love and Other Drugs or whatever? Yeah, man. That That was gross. But what does Madeline Stowe smell like in this movie? Yeah, after three weeks on the trail. (laughs) Heaven? I I think that's the answer. Is heaven? No. Absolutely not. (laughs) I'm going to posit that Hyrule finds Daniel Day-Lewis more attractive than any of the ladies here. He has nice hair. So to circle it all back, um, the reason I had the five movies were Hmm. each one held a different topic, right? Like... Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, so what did this mean to your dates? So I had uh, when Harry Met Sally was on there. Uh, that one makes Fitch, sense, right? Because it was a how I want to engage sort of thing, like uh-huh. how I want yeah. to to get there. I had Goodfellas on there because that was my movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like you gotta okay. like objectively see this and understand that it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I had Pulp Fiction on there because it, I lo- the dialogue, uh, like. I wanted to speak like this, like I, you know, I wanted to speak in in a just a irreverent, Let me cut a cool here. tone. Yeah. Did yeah. they? I could see the first segment of Pulp Fiction working, like on a date, the the Vince Vega sequence. It's not the point Wallace. of a date. It's the point of look at it and understand, like that, that, that but, or <laughs> watch. I watch the person watching it and watch how they they speak to me, like. You know how they. Enjoy. This is kind of getting into nerd territory, especially like film guy nerd territory. Where it's like, watch my bullshit that I like, and you better like it too. We're <laughs> yes. toxic dudes talking yeah. about <laughs> tipping people. <laughs> this is how I did it, man. This is how I looked at the. Like, you know, I'm judging. Thankfully, you. <laughs> for all the all the women in our lives, that's what movie podcasting has replaced. We don't need you to mm. to engage with this. We'll just go do this online. Um, I, yeah, I just, I, I disagree with your tactics. I understand saying, Hey, here's a movie I really like. I think you might like it. Um, I, had but, yeah, that was, science. I did not care. <laughs> I did not care if they enjoyed black Swan, if they thought it was the worst movie they'd seen. I only cared about a specific moment. <laughs> about <laughs> five minutes of this specific <laughs> Cause you're in that, that Jared territory of like, does hey, anything man, peak for you during these five minutes? <laughs> Mike's got his pants off. <laughs> I tell you what, it works I think, for I, think me. I honestly, it work for I think I fell asleep once right after the lesbian. <laughs> I think I just fell asleep. <laughs> Did you really show this to people? Thank God, get the poison five out. Or six. <laughs> five or six. <laughs> this five or six times. Look, wow. it was a relatively new movie <laughs> at that I'm point. I'm the monster. Okay, I wasn't quizzing them. Like, did you ever see a uh, diner? I think it's Steve Gutenberg. Is he mm-hmm. the one that makes his fiance take a test on music history, like pop music <laughs> that he likes? That's you. I just want to know, do you find Mila Kunis attractive? Lesbian theater. Let me uh, quiz you on it. It was a, a good movie. Jared, you like do Black Swan, right? Do you believe in scissoring, yes or no? <laughs> See, Hey Bobby would fail that test. Uh, hey Bobby. Mm-hmm. Hey Bobby says no. And uh, no to Christmas, and no to Santa, <laughs> no, no to birthdays and cookies. <laughs> I feel like singles. Th- this night of recording has been off the rails. This last three weeks yeah, for listeners, really bad. But singles yeah. and Captain Ron have won because <laughs> Jared got increasingly <laughs> drunk and is now just throwing throwing wild haymakers at Last of the Mohicans, yeah. <laughs> landing yeah. on another movie. Any other movie, but you really Which, lost Jared with that heat answer. That's where you lost Jared's. Oh well, yeah, you entirely. lost me. I, I, 
I bought Heat on um, Ultra HD from Amazon for like a couple of weeks ago and fucking watched it. And I can't believe that you would rate this above Heat. See? Can't believe it. Jared watching so a movie he doesn't have to talk about in that on a podcast. Fucking love Heat. I love Heat too. I think he's a fucking all timer. I would drop you in 30 seconds, Hiro. <laughs> I feel that it would be much faster than that, Jared. <laughs> much, much faster. You know I'm lying. I love you. No, you're not lying. You wouldn't even have the conversation. You wouldn't even have the last gaze. You'd be in the car. Just leave me face, face blanket on the side of the street. I hope you've enjoyed Silver Cinema this week. <laughs> I'll, I'll give I'll give Hiro this. I actually I did enjoy Last Mohicans. It's just uh, I genuinely it's did not like on my it. Mount Rushmore. Seriously, yeah, yeah it, it's not like uh, like. I know you said, like, this is my favorite movie of 1992. I liked it, but I would not make that statement. What's your favorite movie of 92, in all earnestness? Earnestness? Yeah. Uh, probably Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Okay, yeah, that's honest. that's up there, too. I, I think that's I think that's probably a lot of people's, though. That's not, like, yeah. some sort of, like, hot take. Yeah. No. But I think it's mine good. was Unforgiven, probably. I think that was uh, also also a good uh, great one. No, not not Hyros says no. I love how we attempt to be kind at the end of the episode. You know, we have our no, say, but let, hey, let's Hyro, some, it's pretty uh... good. Whereas he opens singles with "Why do you like this? <laughs> Why? Why do you like this movie? Why do you make me hate you? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you make me hate you? Well, no, I, I counter with Cameron Crowe, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's right, pretty good. Hip, all right, hipster. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely did like uh, Last of the Mohicans. It was a it was a fun watch. It's just um, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I'd rate it like best of ninety two. Yeah. All right, so uh, fair enough. Let's vote. Can't vote for your own movie of the other two. Which one do you select? High Road Captain Ron. Okay. <laughs> I knew that was coming. You, you lie. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely like the better. So you know what? There's no uh, Jared. You don't even have to vote. No, because there's no. no fucking way I'm voting for Last Mohican. So Captain Ron wins. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> That's right, boss. <laughs> I fucking win. I love it. Mm -hmm. oh. Yep. The uh, early returns are in. Captain Ron is the best of 1992, mm. just as Jared the cinephile prophesied. Just as I have told you, as the movie layman. Well done, Jared. The scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengowan. Any Glen. Light drums on. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shake and not stir. Next week on Sober Cinema. Fucking asshole. What? They beat you with a rubber bat. Cop couldn't find his dick, two hands, and a map. Anybody talks to this asshole's a fucking asshole. I'm gonna turn states? Fuck you, Ricky. <laughs> I ain't going out today. I'm going home. I'm going home because nothing's accomplished here. Anybody talks to this guy. Guess what the machine did? Fuck the machine. Mountain View, eight units. Cops got no right to talk to me that way. I did not rob the place. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, he closed the deal. 
A units Mountain View. You did that? Yeah. Fuck you. Guess who? When? Just now. Guess who? You just this morning? Harriet and blah blah Nyborg. You did that? Yeah, $82,000. Those fucking deadbeats. My ass, I told them. Hey, listen to this. Hey, I don't want to hear your fucking war stories. Fuck you, Dave. I said you have to believe in yourself. Give me a lead. I'm going out. I'm getting out. You must now, fuck the leads. I'm going home. Hey, fuck me, Bruce. How do you believe in yourself? We haven't got a lead. Why not? They took them. Ain't a fucking garbage any case, so goddamn. You know, you look around, you say, this one has so-and-so, I got nothing. But why? Why don't I get the opportunities? Did they steal the contracts? Fuck you, kid. Harriet, I want to tell you something. Fuck's that supposed to mean? Hey, will you shut up? I'm telling him something. Can we get some coffee? How you doing? Fine. Uh-huh. If anybody's going out, I could use some coffee. You do get the opportunity. Fuck is that supposed to mean? You do get the opportunities. You get them as I get them as everybody Ricky, gets them. Then I don't care they stole the contracts. Now, I got them in the kitchen. I'm eating their crumb cake. What does that mean? It means, Dave, you haven't closed a good one in a month. None of my business. You want to push me to answer you. So you haven't got a contract to get stolen and so forth. You got a mean streak in you, Ricky. You uh, know yeah, that? Shut the fuck up. Something. Ricky, you got a mean streak in you. And what the fuck are you babbling about? You bring that shit up on my volume? You were on a bear when I brought it up to you, you'd harbor it. You'd harbor it a long, long while and you'd be right. Who said fuck the machine? Fuck the machine? Fuck the machine? Fuck the machine! What is this, courtesy class? You're fucked, Rick. Are you fucking nuts? You're hot, so you think you're the ruler of this place. Wait, wait you want to... Shut up! Okay. You want to decide who should be dealt with how? Is that it? I come in a fucking office today, I get humiliated by some jag-off cop. I get accused of... I get this shit thrown in my face by you, you genuine shit, because you're top name on the board! Is that what I did? Dave, I humiliated you. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. Sitting on top of the world. Sitting on top of the world. Everything's fucking peach fuzz. Right, and I don't get a moment to spare for some bust-out humanitarian down on his luck lately. Oh, fuck. fuck you, Dave. You know you got a big mouth. You make a close, this whole place stinks with your farts for a week. How much you just ingested. Oh, what a big man you are! Hey, let me buy you a pack of gum. I'll show you how to chew it. Ooh. Your pal closes. All that comes out of your mouth is bile. Ooh. How fucked up you are. Who's my pal, Vicky? Hmm? What are you? And what are you, Ricky, huh? Bishop Sheen? What the fuck are you, Mr. Slick? Who? What the fuck are you, friend of the working man? Big deal. Fuck you! You got the memory of a fucking fly! I never liked you anyway. What is this, your farewell speech? Going home. Your farewell to the troops? I'm not going home, I'm going to Wisconsin. Have a good trip. Oh, fuck you! Fuck the lot of you, fuck you all! You were saying? Huh? Come on. Come on, you got him in the kitchen? You're in your shirt sleeves. You got the stats spread out. You can smell it. Come on, snap out of it. You're eating a crumb cake. Oh, yeah, I'm eating a crumb cake. How was it? It's from the store.